Welcome to the Cross Lane Podcast, a community committed to bringing people to Jesus. Good morning. Obviously, Brett is uh, on vacation, and uh, it's going to be a little bit different this morning. We're going to talk a lot about honeybees, and we're going to talk a lot about Jesus and, and uh, how those things kind of work, work, the, work themselves into our lives this morning. Um, so I would just, I want to start right off the, the bat and just say, this morning's lesson was inspired by a couple of things. Obviously, a passion for beekeeping. I have a good friend named Diane Hansen who you know, knew uh, about my beekeeping, and she said, have you ever thought about t- teaching a lesson to the students? Um, and I'm like, well, no, but now that you mention it, I'll have to think about it. And so she planted the seed, and then as I was researching, I stumbled upon a website called uh, Hebrews12endurance.com which is a beekeeper blog, and she just had some great ideas out there that I, that I borrowed from her, and so um, you're going to get some of that this morning. So this is a pretty common bee setup. Uh, this is called a Langstroth hive, and um, uh, at, named after the person who invented the hive, and I got into beekeeping five or six years ago, and have, I just, I grew a huge garden, and my wife's got pretty flowers all around the house and thought, man, I need to, bees are fascinating and just did some research and fell in love with it and have been learning and growing ever since. And so I'm going to share that with you guys this morning. So bees, bees are fascinating creatures, right? You, you've got, um, you've seen some pictures of some honeybees up here. The honeybees are, there's basically three types of bees in the hive. You've got the the queen, obviously, she rules the roost. She's large and in charge. You've got the, the, the worker bee. All of the worker bees are female, and they're probably 95% of the bees that you find in a, in a hive are the worker bees. And then the drones are the males, and they're basically king. Um, but, and we'll talk more about it when we get there. But those are the, the three bees that you typically find in, in a honeybee hive. And this, again, is a Langstroth hive, and just want to talk you through real quick what makes up the, the, this type of hive. It was invented a long time ago, I don't know, 100 and some odd years ago, probably. Uh, people have been keeping bees for a long, long time, thousands of years. They, they found honey in Egyptian tombs um, that are at least a couple thousand years old, and obviously it's talked about in Scripture quite a bit. So uh, the typical hive setup here is in the Langstroth hive, this bottom box here is called the brood chamber. And it's called the brood chamber because that's where the queen will lay most of her eggs down in this chamber. And in what makes the Langstroth hive unique is it's got 10 of these frames um, across uh, in, inside the box there. And this actually is called uh, wax foundation. Actually, it's plastic foundation. And you can I'll put a light coating of, of wax on it to encourage the bees to draw out their honeycomb on the frame. And uh, they will do that. This actually is a frame with natural comb on it. So you don't have to use the foundation. That just speeds up the job of the honeybee a little bit um, and helps them to start uh, uh, storing honey a little bit quicker. Um, If you didn't put these frames in here and just left the the space empty, they would draw out comb. They don't need the frames, obviously. They've been um, drawing out honeycomb way longer than people have been um, stealing it from them stealing honey from them, but um, the comb goes wavy. They don't draw it out typically in a, in a very straight line, and so the frames just make it super easy for a beekeeper to get in and manage the hive. I had a beekeeper 
tell me that if you're going to keep bees, bees are like little kids. You, you got you to get in and take care of them. And so that the frames help us to manage the hive. Um, so as a, if you start a new hive, you, you, you get bees, a queen bee and about 10,000 bees, and you put them down in here and just put the lid on it and let them do their thing. And eventually they'll fill out those frames with um, nectar, honey, pollen, and then brood, the, the baby bees that are growing and maturing into adult bees. And then when seven or eight of those frames get full, then I can add a second box like this right on top. And so this one's the brood chamber. I, this one I call the honey chamber because that one mostly, the, the, what happens in this second box is that's primarily where they will store honey and pollen. Um, mostly honey. Some honey and pollen is stored down here, but mostly the queen bee will stay down in this lower box, in my experience, and lay her eggs. And then uh, this honey box is their honey. I won't touch that honey. That's the honey and pollen that they need to, to survive through the winter months when there are no flowers that they can go and get their food from. And then when seven or eight frames get filled out on that one, then you can add what's known as a honey super. And you saw in the video, I think one of, there was two hives there. One of them had, uh, I think, three honey supers on it. I've seen beekeepers that sta have stacked seven or eight honey supers tall. So it just depends on how productive that particular hive is on how many you can just keep stacking. And this is the honey that the beekeeper can take. You want to leave all of that middle box for them um, to, to take. But anything that's in here, I get to keep. And so you see down here, this is actually, believe it or not, that is honey. That was my spring honey this year. Um, and it, I, I harvested it and brought it into the house, and my son said, Dad, what do you got pickle juice for? And I was like, ah, oh, that's not pickle juice. That's, that's honey. I've never had it that light in color. It almost looks like corn syrup, really. But trust me, that's not corn syrup. That is spring honey, and it's some of the best honey I've ever had. And then this was harvested in late summer. Um, and, it, of course, that looks like what most of you think honey looks like, and it, it's delicious. Um, off of one hive this year, I, I collected seven and a half gallons of, of honey off of just one hive. So it was quite productive. And I've got a second hive, no honey off of that hive. So it's just the way it goes. Okay, so typical uh, bee setup. Now, what does any of that have to do with Jesus? Well, I'm glad you asked. So that's where we're going now. So uh, there's a few lessons that we can learn uh, from from bees about our faith and about God and so um, if you're along for the ride let's step into number one so uh, number one is always be on the lookout um, when you approach a beehive whether it's a hive set up like this or a natural one up in a tree or where, wherever you might find it bees one of the jobs of a bee is a guard bee and you may not always see them but they're generally hanging out at the front of the hive and sometimes up and in. And just yesterday, it was kind of a cool day. Yesterday afternoon, I was out working. I have a little garden plot right next to my hive at, at, at the house. And it was cool enough that there were no bees out, yet there's on a warm day, there's always activity. There's always bees coming and going and hanging out on the front side of it. And, and you can see them. You can just stand off and just kind of watch. Um, but yesterday, it was cool enough. There wasn't any activity. And I was tinkering in that little garden plot. And I looked over, and there was a bee right up under the lip, just kind of like 
checking me out. Like, what are you doing? And he's a guard bee, or she's a guard bee. And um, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, To be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Be alert. There's, this is verb. This is action. This is not passive. Um, it's not going to happen by accident. There's a, we're commanded to be, be alert. Be, all, be on the lookout. We have an enemy that's prowling around looking to devour us. And so the, the bees are on guard against that. That bee, if it felt threatened yesterday, it would have signaled an alarm. And a couple hundred bees probably would have come out after me if they felt threatened in that way. And so I think the first year I was keeping bees, um, uh, you know, it's exciting. Just, I just love to go out and, and stand off to the side and watch the bees coming in with pollen and nectar and flying out. And, and you can see them take off and they just fly straight up. You'd think they'd go left or right, but they don't typically. They just come out and they go straight up and then they veer left or right after you kind of lose sight of them. But, and then you see them come bumbling in loaded with nectar and pollen and they're heavy and they're klutzy when they land and they often crash land and stumble fumble on that uh, the lip here and then they you know they get back up and they'll disappear into the hive and but uh, they were so active that first year I, I went went inside and got my wife Lori and I said hey come out you need to come out and check this out it's pretty pretty interesting and I got up close like this and she stood off eight or ten feet but she happened to have a red shirt on and uh, it they beekeepers wear white typically. Um, it's a non-threatening color to bees for some reason. Um, red apparently is a dangerous color, and they one she got a bee that got up in her hair, and you it's that's the worst because you can hear it, but you can't see it, and you don't want to smack it because it's like it'll sting your hand. And she was like, "Help me, help me!" And then she took off running and got stung, zapped on the head, and so now she will never go out to the beehives again. So I I do this on my own pretty much. Um, but those guard bees, you know, they're, they're on guard, they're on lookout, they're protecting, um, and they're really aggressive late summer when there's a lot of brood in here, but there's a lot of honey and food stores that they're, they're going to protect, they're going to be alert and on guard. And so for us, I would just say, like, what, what trips you up? You should know what your temptations are, and it'll be different for each and every person in the room, Right? Um, but there are people, we, there's going to be some similarities. There's enough people in here that we, we could find some, some common interests or some common temptations, things that would trip us up. And so Peter is encouraging us, hey, as, as a Christian, you have to be alert, be on guard against those things. And so in your life, uh, it, an, an easy example for this would be pornography. Um, for years and years and years, pornography has tripped a lot of men up. But in this world, um, the, some of the latest statistics I've seen, 35 to 40% of the pornography that's viewed is viewed by women. So it's not just a guy problem anymore. Lots of women are you know, actively caught up in that in one way or another. And I would just say if, that, if, that, if pornography is something that trips you up, be alert, be on guard. Set some things in place in your life that will keep you from, from falling into the enemy's trap because he's looking to devour you we, if you're a christian you have to believe in the spiritual realm there, we have a spiritual enemy that's looking to eat us to devour us right so be on guard against that if you maybe it uh, maybe gossip is your thing 
When you get together with that certain friend or that certain group of friends, you like to talk about what everybody else is doing. Running people down and don't, like, you know, that's not cool. Don't do that. So know when you step into those situations that, hey, that's, that's going to be a temptation for me to engage in that. What am I going to do? What, what am I going to set in place in my life that will protect me from falling into that temptation? It's, a, it's incumbent upon you. I, what I really want you to note there is the, the verb or the action our role as a Christian is not to just sit. You're not going to be a, an awesome Christian just by accident. You're going to have to wake up every day and like work towards it, right? So what, how are you going to do that? Be alert and of sober mind. Number two, get rid of anything that would hamper productivity in your life. The bees are great at this. Um, so bees keep a clean hive. They, re, they will remove all foreign matter and debris out of the hive uh, as they go about their days, um, they, I counted, I'm not great with math, but I wanted to know, um, on one side of a frame, there's approximately 3,000 individual little cells. So, and so there's two sides of the frame, so 6,000. And they, I've, I've seen different numbers on this, but a, an active healthy queen will lay somewhere between 1,000 and 2,000 eggs every day. Every day. So she's busy. And so in a matter of two or three days, she will completely fill up one side of one frame. And bees take about 20 days from being laid to hatching into a, a new bee. So every 20 days, those 1,000 or 2,000 bees that got laid 20 days ago are now hatch they've come out of their cells and the worker bees inside will go inside that little cell that the bee just crawled out of and they'll clean it up and, and prepare it for the next time the queen will come by and lay an egg bees will also die in here and if you sometimes stand at the entrance to the hive you can see bees get carried off um, other bees the worker bees will carry off the dead bees and you'll see a pile of bee carcasses at the bottom and you think oh no my hive's dying nope that's just part of it's part of it uh they they are they they clean it up. The worker bees will not defecate inside the hive. They will fly out to take care of business. The queen, however, uh, she she never leaves the hive outside of her mating flight. So she defecates inside the hive. Worker bees clean that up. Worker bees take her her food. If a mouse were to climb up and get into your hive, which they can pretty easily do on most hive setups, they you know they crawl up and they get in after the honey and maybe even the larva, uh, the bees will get after that mouse and sting that mouse to death. And if the mouse dies inside the hive, the bees, uh, they, there's a waxy substance, a sappy substance that is called propolis, and they get, they get it from trees, and they bring that back, and they seal up cracks and holes and different things in the hive. But if a, if a critter were to die inside that was too big for them to carry out, they'll entomb that mouse in propolis, and that way the, that, you know, the dead decaying mouse won't spoil their home. And so they keep a clean house. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 through 24, Paul tells us this. He says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness and again I want to highlight the action 
or the verb part of this. And so you guys all got up this morning and got dressed. Thank you for that. Appreciate you putting on your clothes today as you came to church. But you, you didn't, you know, whether you thought about what you were going to wear or your spouse, or your, you know, said, here, honey, wear this. There was some intentionality upon what you chose to wear, right? And I want you to think about, about it in this terms, in these terms. Paul says, hey, in your former way of life, we all come to God broken, sinful people, right? And um, Paul says, hey, you've been taught. That, so you come to church, you hang around Christians, and you've been taught now, hey, that's your old way of life. Take that off. Put off your old self. Get rid of it. Cast it over to the side. And then put on your new self, which is to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holy. So each and every day as Christians, we got to wake up and put on our new selves. There's work. You're not going to be an awesome Christian just by accident. You got to wake up and put a little bit of time and thought and energy and effort into it. So, so how are you going to do that? What's your day going to look like? You, you set the tone of your day. Hopefully you're, you're, you're putting on your spiritual clothing and looking like Christ as you, as you attempt to do that, right? And then to tie it back into number one, you're that guard bee. You're always on the lookout. So when that temptation of yours comes along, because your eyes are focused on Christ, you get to give the, the stiff arm to the temptation and say, nope, I'm, I'm on guard and I've put on my spiritual clothing today. I'm righteous and holy and I'm not going to let that jack with me today, Okay. So be like bees and, and keep your hive clean. Number three, know when to cut certain people out of your life. This is an important one. Um, the drone bees are males, and they don't have stingers. Um, they're a little chunky and a little bigger than the, than the worker bees because all they do is uh, hang out in the hive. They do come out and fly around every once in a while. You'll see them out and about, but they don't, whoops, they, they do not go out and collect nectar and pollen, and um, their only job is to mate with the queen. And so once they've done that, then it's like it's good to be the king. They just get to sit and eat the, all, you know, all the fruits of the labor of all of the females. And so in the, at, actually at this time of the year, though, in, the, in early fall, Sometime, I've seen this happen in, in my hive, you'll see the worker bees dragging the male bees out of the hive, stinging them to death, and like kicking them out. Like, get out of here. Because the bees are smart enough to know, we, we're not just going to let all you males sit in here and be fat and lazy and eat all the food that we work so hard for. We've got to make sure that we've got enough to get through the, the winter months. And so they thin the population out. They don't get rid of all of the males because if the queen were to, for, to die for some reason... Um, they, if there are eggs that are in the hive, they can, they can take and make a new queen that way. And then when that new queen is hatched, then, they, then it can go on a mating flight with the male, and then you know, that hive will continue, continue on and hopefully thrive. So the bees know, hey, we, there, there's a time where we've got to get rid of some people. For us, um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul again encourages us. He says, hey, follow my example is I follow the example of Christ. It sounds, sounds a little bit like what Jesus said. He said, hey, come follow me. Right? And now, when Paul says this, Jesus is off in heaven, and he's saying, hey, come follow me as I'm following Christ. And 
Andy Stanley says this. He says, your friends determine the direction and quality of your life. So true. This, this applies to everybody in the room. Your friends determine the direction and quality of your life. I teach this all the time to our students over in under rowers, middle school and high school students. It's so important with them. Um, you know, middle school student, if you ask a middle school or high school student, you know anybody at school that vapes? I mean, it's just like, it's, it's a, talk about a pandemic. Um, kids are vaping all over the place. It's, you know, kids still smoke. I drive a school bus. Uh, a couple years ago, I had a high school kid smoked a cigarette on my bus. It's like, how stupid are you, dude? Um, so they still do it, but vaping is so easy to do, so easy to, to get away with. Everybody's doing it, right? If you're a student and you're hanging around kids that are vaping, chances are pretty good that you're going to be vaping as well. That just makes sense. If you're hanging around a bunch of kids who are having sex and partying, chances are pretty good you're going to be doing that, right? Now, it's easy to teach to students, a little bit different with adults, but the principle still applies. You ever heard of keeping up with the Joneses? Same thing. Same thing's going on there. Whatever your friends are caught up in, you're going to be probably doing that as well. And it's not just with negative things. This is with positive things, right? So, so I, I, want, I wanted my kids as they grew up to be coming to church, hanging around kids who are um, not perfect, but are chasing after Christ in, in, their, in their own way, and they're going to mess up, and they're going to make mistakes along the way. But it, I want my kids hanging around those kids in, in the student group that are making pretty good decisions and chasing after Jesus and not doing all the other crazy stuff that you can get caught up in, right? So your friends determine the direction of quality of your life. Get around people like Paul who are doing their very best to follow Christ and chase Christ after them, with them, right? Follow me as I follow the example of Christ. And when you, so when you look up and you realize, hey, this person's dragging me down, be bold enough to make a change. This, I kind of, I would say stumbled into this principle as a teenager. I was 18, 19 years old and um, didn't grow up in the church, but I'm sure my mom, you know, taught me this in, in her own way. And I, had a, I, I was, had a group of friends that I was partying with, and I looked up one day, and I'm like, this is not how I want to live my life. This is not the person that I want to grow up to be. And like, well, what needs to change? And the only thing I knew to do was to, to, to stop hanging around that group of friends. And I had a friend named Brian. After about two weeks, he, he tracked me down. So that's what I did. I, like, I just stopped showing up. And he tracked me down. Hey, Persh, where, you know, where you been? You stuck up? You mad at us? I'm like, no. I just, I just dude, I don't want to do that anymore. I, don't, I can't. That's not who I want to be. So I still love you. Not mad at you. But for me to change, I needed to, I needed to step away. And that, that was me applying this principle at that point in my life, not knowing that that's what I was doing, but that's exactly what I was doing. So you gotta, you gotta, when you look up and you realize, hey, this person that I'm hanging with is taking me in a direction that's away from Christ or not where I want to go, I need to, you know, stiff arm, make a change in direction, okay? And that's a hard conversation to have or it's hard to step away from your friends, but if your friends are... As Christians, we're all supposed to be pointed our lives towards Christ, right? Sometimes we look up and we find we're pointed in another direction. It's what repentance is, is when we take, oh, I'm doing something, I've gotten off course, I need to point my life back towards Jesus. And sometimes it means I gotta, I gotta 
get somebody out of my life because they're, they're helping me, to, they're leading me down a path I don't want to go. Number four, know your role in the kingdom. What is your role in the kingdom of God? Do you know what it is? Anybody ever asked you that in the church? Anybody in our church ever taken an opportunity to help you figure that out? If you don't know, that's okay. There's no judgment or guilt um, that, that we would heap up on you this morning about that. But I would, I would say, um, gotta, gotta figure it out. And that's, we're gonna talk a little bit about it here this morning. So the queens, workers, and drones in, a, in the beehive, they all have a, a specific job. The queen, her job, lay eggs. Lay eggs, lay eggs, lay eggs. You don't, don't even leave the hive to go to the bathroom. We'll take care of that. You just do your job. Worker bees, do your job. Clean the hive, nurse bees. Um, guard, they, they, they go through the cycle of when they're first born, they're a nurse bee, then they become a, a guard bee, then they become a forager bee. And bees only live about six weeks in the summertime because they just work themselves to death. But that's their job. And, and uh, the drones obviously have one job, is to be fat and lazy, eat all the honey, Act, it, mate with the queen. And once they only do that once, and when it's done, they just start kind of hanging out. But that's their job, right? They're doing, they're doing what they're supposed to do. They know their role. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 18 say, uh, Paul says, Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So for us, know, know your role. And if you haven't figured that out yet, it, took, I, it was 30 years old before I kind of figured out what my role in the kingdom was. And if you're sitting here this morning like, well, I don't really know what, where, what mine is. Well, we've got some tools that can help you figure it out. So if you would be so bold as to, to track Tracy down at some point and say, hey, Tracy, I'll, let me take that spiritual gift assessment. We, it's, a, it's a little questionnaire that, that he'll guide you through that will ask you some questions about your giftings, your passions, what you're good at, what you like to do. And it'll, at the end of it, you'll get a score. And then Tracy can take that score and he'll, he'll be able to plug you into some role here in the church because, listen, this, this is... This is hard work. We, the, building God's kingdom is a lot of work, and we need a lot of good helpers. We need everybody uh, kind of rowing in the same direction. So ha, what, spirit, what, what way has God gifted you spiritually, and how are you using those gifts in the kingdom? Um, man, we need those giftings. God's, God's given you those gifts for a reason. Use them. We would highly encourage you to use them. So seek Tracy out, um, seek one of our elders out or, or one of the, the pastoral staff and let us, you know, have some conversations with you and help guide you down that process. We, we would love to be able to do that and help figure out what, it, what your role in God's kingdom is and um, uh, get you plugged in that way. Number five, only the best for our sovereign. Only the best for our sovereign. So, uh, of course, our 
bee sovereign is the queen. All these bees are going to live their lives in service to the queen. We're, as Christians, going to live our lives in service to the king, uh, Christ. And so in, in the hive, worker bees get nectar and pollen and a little bit of royal jelly. Uh, the bees secrete something called uh, royal jelly, and it's loaded with vitamins and nutrients that, that they need. Worker bees get a little bit of uh, royal jelly along with pollen and nectar. Drone bees get a little bit of royal jelly with pollen and nectar. Queen bees' diet is exclusively royal jelly, um, especially in the larva stage when they're, when they're making a new queen. The, the, the queen bee gets nothing but royal jelly, and again, those nutrients and vitamins, whatever's in that stuff, um, it helps that queen develop into the queen. So it's hugely vital into the success of a, of a beehive. Um, they actually harvest, beekeepers can harvest royal jelly, and that you can buy it for about $8 an ounce, um, and people do that. I don't know why. Um, I've never been, I've never had it, so I'm not even sure I've ever seen it in the hive. I know it's there because it's, it's just part of the deal, but uh, Amazon.com, you can find anything out there. So they only give royal jelly to the queen, only the best for their sovereign. How's this apply to us? In Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24, Paul tells us this. He says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. It's like a command with a promise. Paul says, work, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as if you're working for the Lord, because you're going to receive an inheritance from Christ through the work that you did. So what if I went to my job each and every day, and did it to my very best ability. Which is hard to do, right? Especially if you've got a job that you hate. Or you, not hate, maybe a strong word. Maybe it's not strong enough. Maybe you've got a job that you, just, you don't hate it, but it's just like, okay, i got to go to work today. You know, we all need to eat. We need to pay the mortgage and all that jazz. But what if we showed up each and every day and gave it our very best? How might our coworkers see Christ magnified in my life through my work? as I'm giving it my all, as I'm working my best? What if we did this in our marriage? Both, both spouses woke up each and every day and gave, gave their very best because Christ gets the glory and you get some kind of an inheritance from Christ at the end of your life through that. Ron Redinger, one of our elders at this church, I heard him say one time, my job as a husband is to wake up each and every day and try to outserve my wife. And I, that caught my attention. And I'm trying to do that too. Sometimes I fall short in that, as you might well uh, do. But what if you woke up every day and you gave your very best to your marriage? How might your marriage change? As a parent, what if you woke up every day and were trying to give your best as a parent? You know, it, parenting is hard. It's one of the hardest things I've ever done. And it's so, the world is such a fast-paced thing and with all of the technology available to us it's so easy to give kids here's the ipad go off and play here's my smartphone shoo 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 I, i'm busy 
it's easy to get caught up in that. But is that the best? Is that giving it your all? I, there are times where you're going to have to do that, right? Because you've got to go cook and you've got to get some things done. But it, it's easy for that to become a crutch or for the, we just, you know, we just shove it off to our kids. And um, let's give our very best as a parent. For us students in the room, college students, high school students, middle school students, what if you gave your very best, uh, your, your very best effort as a student in your career? Um, it's so, school's hard. Let's just put that out there. And, but there's so many students that it's easy to look over and cheat off the person next to you because I didn't study for that test that I knew was coming and didn't take the time to study, didn't give my best effort, and so now i got to look over here so that I don't bomb this class. Is that giving it your best? No. What does it look like to give your best? It's hard work. It is. But Christ gets magnified and glorified in your life through your very best effort, which is, I think, what we're called to as Christians. So um, put, in the, put in the work and the effort. Man, there's, a, there's, a, there's an earthly consequence. A's and B's pass this class. People are going to see my life and... and um, maybe be inspired by how I'm living. But there's also, Paul promises to us here, a heavenly reward, a heavenly inheritance that we're, what we're working and striving towards. So um, think about that. What about as volunteers? Man, we need volunteers. We need your help. Um, what if you showed up and gave us your very best effort? How would the kingdom of God in Terre Haute and Crossland Community Church change because our volunteers, and we, I mean, and our volunteers are awesome, but we need more. So sign up, do the thing. Okay, so that's it for this morning. I would encourage you, Brett's got like seven months of vacation, and so he's gone again next week. And uh, we're going to have part two of this. So uh, just uh, show up for that. Um, I get asked all the time, Ryan, do you sell your honey? Nope. No, I don't. But um, I'm gonna, there's going to be a question post on our Facebook page uh, later this afternoon. So if you go to Crossland Community Church's Facebook page and look for that question and respond with the correct answer, we'll, we'll draw, have a, list of, a drawing from the list of correct answers, and you'll win. This is the last jar of this one, so you're not getting that one. It's really good. But I am willing to give a jar of this away. So that's how you're going to get in the drawing for the honey. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys next week. If you would pray with me. Father, thank you so much for this day that you've given and uh, the, the creation that we get to wake up and enjoy and be a part of in this kingdom that, that uh, you've called us to, to help grow and build. Um, thank you for honeybees and the sweet rewards that they give us and the things that we can learn from them. Thank you for the scriptures that we have to dive into and and, uh, and read your word and try to apply it to our lives. And God, uh, thank you for grace, for when we mess all that up, we know that you love us and forgive us. And God, thank you for letting us play a, a, a role here in this world. And, and um, what a blessing and a privilege that is. And God, thank you so much for just your great love for us. And this morning, we just want to live our very best lives for you. Uh, may you work in us to, to accomplish just that. We give the day to you, God. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen.